Welcome back to the Strong Fit Long podcast. In this episode, episode number 11, we discuss diet culture, body shaming, and body positivity. What it means for you, what it means as a whole, as a concept, and even how you can use it to your advantage. I even speak about in this podcast how people use it to their advantage and potentially uh, as a detriment to other people. I'm trying to force upon other people their bias. Diet culture concept can be super important to how people view their health and fitness and um, other people's health and fitness. So it's going to be really important for you guys to listen to. I really hope you enjoy it. As always, please give me a rating of 1 to 5. Please, please, please give me a 5. Subscribe because I love you and I hope you love me. And uh, leave some comments in the comment section below. And I'll speak to you real soon. Enjoy the episode. Hello and welcome back to episode number 11 of the Strong Fit Long podcast. I am, as always... Reese Charlesworth, your guru for the next half hour, 40 minutes. How are you guys doing? Um, this one right now, we are very much in the middle of lockdown number three. Uh, here in the UK, at least. Um, it's a bit rubbish. But it needs to obviously happen to all the death rate and things. It's horrific. Um, it's not good for people to hear of deaths in general and obviously the case is going up it's just just sucks and i'm gonna say something really unpopular right now um because obviously i work in gyms i deal with a lot of people around gyms and with gyms and my work is based in a gym predominantly um i i think gyms needed to close and you know lots of people think they shouldn't um that's why it's a bit of an unpopular opinion. People talk about mental health, which is obviously important, which I'll go through quickly in a second regarding this. Um, and the, even the, the numbers, um, I don't know, they're published. They're published a couple of months ago, three months ago maybe, of the effect of um, how many cases of COVID there were in the UK in gyms, based upon visits of gyms. And it was like something like 76 to 24 million. And obviously that number's low. I don't know where statistics actually come from and the and the, even the validity of those statistics. But if you think about it logically, gyms are a place where hundreds of people will get together in one place and share equipment. If you said that, you know, that's exactly the reason why people aren't at work. That's exactly the reason why schools are closed you know, minimising school schooling going in. It's it's rubbish, but that needs to happen. Hopefully it's gonna kind of pan out the the pandemic, uh make it go less, reduce the death, which obviously nobody wants people to die. Um death sucks. We wanna make sure we keep everyone healthy, healthy and safe. Uh, and do this in a smart way. So I'm hoping this is going to be the last one for us in the UK. I know other countries haven't really um, done many of them. Uh, New Zealand, obviously, they're laughing. Um, wish I was in there right now. But, you know, that's my view on it. Very unpopular, like I said. But it needed to happen, in my view. I mean, you can exercise outside still. It's a bit more dreary than it was in the summer last year. Last sort of 
uh, April, March time, April, May, sorry. But, um, you know what we are, I guess. Looking forward to things, hopefully we can get out of this lockdown and everyone being good and strong and healthy for the summer. So you can go enjoy some holidays and things. Um, obviously be cautious still because, you know, even though we might all have the vaccine, we might have the vaccination, you um, don't know if everyone has. So to be cautious, let's have some fun. All right, so today episode, oh, before I get into today's episode, um, it's all about diet culture. I'll tell you the reason why I'm talking about that today in a bit. Uh, I hope you listened to episode number 10, last week's podcast. It was the first one of the year, uh, 2021, which is super exciting because I had a special guest, Renee Eckberg. She was great to have on. Um, I know Renee through a mentorship that we are part of together. Uh, it helps us become better coaches uh, and skill businesses, that sort of stuff. Uh, but she's a lot of fun to have on. We discussed lots of good ideas, um, and I'll use my famous, or at least I think they're famous, um, podcast air quotes. You can't see, but you can hopefully hear. Um, we talk about the uh, air quotes, fixing the holidays. So all the foods you've eaten over the holidays, kind of how to get back on track, um, how to fit in eating out with friends and stuff, just generally speaking, uh, in your diet and nutrition or anything else. So if you haven't listened to that podcast, please, after this episode, of course, go back, listen to episode number 10. It's one of my favourite ones to do. So much fun speaking to her. Um, and hopefully I'm going to get some more guests on in the near future so we can have some more fun with that as well. Uh, so this episode, as I've said, is about um, diet culture. Okay. Now, the reason why I'm doing this episode on diet culture is because... I, I can't remember I was watching a show or listening to a podcast or whatever it was. I listened to some people talk about diet culture or mention diet culture. And to be honest, I've heard of it before. Um, but and my view on it and what it, what it defined uh, was different to what Google said. I, I did Google this. I Googled it to find a definitive um, definition of what diet culture is. Now, I'll tell you that in a second. But the reason why I decided to do this is because there's been a lot of speak about um, body shaming um, or fat shaming is, is the bigger thing, which is obviously, you know, you never want to put anyone in a position where they feel shit. OK, so you're not going to say, oh, you're fat at all. That's rubbish. You don't. The effect of people saying that it's like it's, it's bullying, essentially. And it's just a horrible thing to say. Uh, when I was a kid, that's something I suffered with. But, you know, it wasn't really fat shaming. That wasn't really a thing, you know, 20 odd years ago. Uh, it was just bullying. And that's what it, that's what it is. Um, but it's obviously more specific. But diet culture. Okay, I'm going to tell you this, this um, definition quickly now. So diet culture, as Google, my Google search defined, diet culture, system of beliefs that worships thinness and equates it to health and moral virtue okay which means you can spend your whole life thinking you are irreparably broken just because you don't look like the impossibly thin in air quotes ideal all right so that's what the google you can google it now if you want to that's what google came up with the definition of um i think one of the things that and first of all 
I think that's a good. A good it's not good. That's not what my interpretation of a diet culture was, but we'll base it off this, okay? So we'll base my thoughts and not so many feelings, my thoughts and processes, and I play from away from play on this um, that definition, okay? Because I think it's important to have some reference back rather than just saying, "Oh, this is my view on this," because I have nothing to stand against. But we're going to base upon this, then we can expand and come back to this definition. All right. So the first thing I want to say is that it said towards the end, it said like the impossible, the impossibly thin ideal. Now the word "impossibly" is a crap one, because people have ideals of what they want to look like, and they shouldn't be almost demonized, demonized. Because they want to look like a certain way, right? And that's that's the first of all, that's the stupid part. But also, the impossibly thin ideal, take away the thin bit, the, possibly, the impossibly ideal of someone's, you know, what they want to look like, that exists. Where's we're going to get the idea from that from? You know, it's not like it's just in their head, oh, I created this. It's... That reels. They've seen someone and they won't look like that person. That's okay. Telling someone you can't look what you want to look like, that's not okay. And for me, this diet culture concept is basically saying that. You are not allowed to look like someone or you're not allowed to have the body who you would like it to be because it makes other people feel shit. In a nutshell, that's kind of what it says. We are going to look at it a bit more detail, obviously, because otherwise it's a really short podcast to do for that. Um, also, going to go through the, um, the fact that which means you can spend your entire life thinking you are irreparably broken just because you don't look a certain way. Now, that's not. This is obviously my view, my opinion, and um, my understanding of this. That's not necessarily um, other people's fault because you don't want, you can't look the way you want to look. That's your um, your mindset. Think of it this way. Why aren't I an astronaut? Is it astronaut's fault because I'm not an astronaut? Or because I didn't follow the way the pathway that I needed to do so to become an astronaut and maintain that path? Just disclosure, I didn't try to become an astronaut, but it's an example of... Or even better example of, I, I'd like to learn to fly, but is it a pilot's fault that I'm not able to pass the pilot's exams? Or is it my fault? Obviously, in this in that scenario, there's the ideal would be becoming a pilot. Being broken would be, I keep failing. Now, am I failing? Which means it's the pilot's fault because... I want to be like them. And that's the ideal in terms of a pilot situation. And it's just impossible for me to get there. Hell's no. It's my fault for failing. I need to address why I'm failing. I need to go, okay, how do I make this better? Pressure. Society puts pressure on people. And that's for any aspect. And I'm going to talk about something else quickly in a second. But, you know, the newspapers, magazines, people talk about all this. It's very much, in the past, I think it was very much... Uh, driven towards women looking a certain way, and if you ever looked at those uh, the health magazines, and the 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 women's magazines, and all the ones with all the celebrities in them, and 
uh, the photo shoots and stuff. First of all, every single one of those, if it's a proper photo shoot, is airbrushed to fuck. I have, I know friends who have done photo shoots and stuff because they'll enjoy that. It's not my thing, and you know I don't value that. But they like it. They do it. Sometimes it helps the businesses, whatever. They do that, and the pictures, the quality of the pictures are awesome. But the airbrush to fuck. Taking out any impurities, making the shadowing better. And that is what people forget. Now, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say when I was younger, so maybe 20 years ago, it was predominantly aimed at women. But in the last decade at least, it's been shift the shift has come towards men a lot more. Now I'm not saying that it's men only or women only, I'm just saying it's a bit more 50-50. It happens to both. And that's all you need to take away from it. Okay, it happens to both. That the depiction of, um, look at this. The people in the Avengers, and uh, all the actors in these action movies, they have six packs. They have veins coming through. They have these packs. They have the shoulders. Whatever. That is, by the Hollywood's definition of an action hero, right? So, in the same way, Hollywood have. A, a um a picture of a heroine or a, a side a side side character, uh, you know of a a starring woman a female role in those sort of movies and they are fit they are you know um they've got big boobs small boys whatever they are a certain type, right? That's just the movie. Movies aren't real. That's just what it is. But those people are real, okay? And that's when people forget. So oh, it's not it's not. If you see someone on TV with abs, oh, that's not what every man looks like. Well, every man could look like that. That's not everyone looks like with, with this. Every woman could look like that. Bear in mind that obviously some things that you can't change. Or, you should, or my opinion, perhaps shouldn't change. But you possibly can. So, for example, for women, you're going to have, you know, you can have a certain size uh, bust. You're not gonna have a massive bust or a small bust if you've got your opposite. You obviously can have augmentations to them, but naturally you're not gonna have those. You know, a certain type. You either what you are or whatever. And you want to change that? That's up to you. But change it because you want to, not because you feel you have to. That's that's the lesson. And for um, for both kind of sexes, that if I want to look like Jamie Fox, there's a there's a big big issue with that is that we have different skin pigment. He's a black man, I'm a white man. And I could look like him in his facial hair and same body type and stuff. Um, but I'm never going to change that. And that's okay, because we're all people, right? Um, so there's some differences that you can't change, some differences that you can change if you really want to, but ultimately... No one really cares. It wouldn't matter. You just have you got to be what you want to be because you want to be that way, not from an outside influence. And I think coming back to diet culture as as a whole, I think that's what it misses. It's it's blaming. It's a blame. It's a blame game. Um, it kind of the the system from this definition at least. It's blaming the ideal. Or what you think of as an ideal, and saying I can't get there, so it's you know that's that's the fault of it. Where realistically is you want to lose weight because you want to feel better. Cool, do that. You want to get muscles because it makes you feel better. Cool, 
get that. If you start to idolise somebody and say, I want to be just like them, that's when the issues occur. Now, we're going to take into two extremes with this, all right? Um, there's been a recent times, I think it was, I don't know, it was just before um, the new year, just after the new year. I can't really remember. I think the time is a bit irrelevant, really. But there was a particular... Um, I think she's supposed to be a singer, but I've never heard her before. I'm not really into popular music and stuff. Um, I like my old 70s and 80s kind of stuff and rock music and stuff. So I'm not really into popular music as such, but I believe she's a singer. Apparently she's got a really good voice and she's meant to be a super, super mega singer person. Never heard of her before. I'm not going to name a name because I don't know if I'm allowed to or it's not really important anyway. Um, But she went on... Not a rampage, not a rampage, it's not the term. She did a big video, and there's been a few of these people in recent times saying, um, uh, being body positive, right? Because being positive about your body is important, and there's a difference between what I'm about to tell you now about these people compared to what body positivity actually is, at least for me. And I might even Google that later on, but probably not. Now, Basically, there's been a series of people glorifying being overweight. Now, I'm not just talking about, you know, being 20 pounds overweight, you know, being a little bit, I'm going to say, term, use the term chubby, you know, being visibly having more fat on you than, you know, and you're looking quite good, you know, normal kind of, I'm going to say the dad bod, and that seems to be a term that people have um, sort of going for. But these people are glorifying morbid obesity. Okay, and that is not okay. Glorification of an unhealthy state is particularly for people who are looking up for role models. People are looking to see um, someone to help them and see someone like them. And I think the role models these people should have are people who are looking to help them, not just justify why they look a certain way and why they're not going to change for anybody else. I'm thinking, and I'm going to name one one of these. I'm going to, most of them are celebrity people. One person I didn't know who she was, but I'm going to name one person a second, particularly because uh, she was, you know, she's wicked. Um, two people, actually. Two people, really, really good. Uh, so these people are promoting more obesity and... You know, and saying, oh, you are sexy, you're careful, you can be what you want to be, this and you that. And great. If you think, you truly believe in your soul that you're happy and you are healthy at this weight and you don't want to change for anybody else, and everybody, then that's fine. But the moment you think everybody needs to change themselves for you, that's some of the issue. But also, honestly, I don't, don't, don't know if this is a word, but glamour gamification of being morbidly obese is fucking dangerous okay because the moment you start to do that and you try and force you try to encourage people to look like you in um saying it's okay to be to be morbidly obese it's okay to like how you look when you're morbidly obese but it's not okay to be morbidly obese now the reason for that is multiple multiple health reasons okay obesity is 
is linked to, I'll say hundreds of clinical cases of um, diabetes, uh, heart disease, lung disease. Um, there's issues with uh, bone structure. There's issues with musculars, joint pressures, blood pressures. The risk of heart failure goes up almost 50%. It's a dramatic increase of the risk of heart attacks and heart failure and coronary heart disease just because you're overweight, you're obese. Being overweight increases a little bit, but being obese, being morbidly obese is is ridiculously unhealthy. And the people who promote, and not to say it's okay to be obese and be how you are, you can live for yourself no matter what, which obviously you should, but actively promote it and say, you should be like me, I am good, I am best, be like me, they're poison to the world because they're promoting unhealthiness. Not only they're promoting, the idea, I'll be honest, the intention's always good, all right? So I'm not going to say that they're not. The intention's always good. They're trying to promote body positivity, a good mental state around people and how they look, which is the message is really important. The message along that is is great. Can't fault that. But the message about health is misleading and just dangerous. You know, you can have closed up arteries, increase your blood pressure. All it takes is a little bit of fat to come through that, get conked into your brain, and then you have a stroke. Same thing, get conked into, get um, conked. Break off it, break off, or get jammed up inside your um, coronary arteries. You have a massive heart attack, massive heart failure, and then you die. Now, something I saw yesterday, I think it was, um, lead on this, kind of importantly, is the fact that being morbidly obese in the current climate of a global pandemic of uh, the coronavirus. If you catch COVID-19, your risk of dying goes up 90%, 9-0. It's not 19 or it's a little bit more. It's fucking massively. You're almost guaranteed to die based upon being obese. Based upon your body fat composition, your risk of dying is 90% more. That's it. And there's things you can help. Because there's been studies that suggest, um, statistics obviously, not studies, that suggest that um, the risk of uh, being seriously ill and dying in certain ethnic groups is increased based upon your ethnicity, which obviously can't be helped because you are whatever you are or wherever you're from or whatever colour your skin is. But you can definitely help yourself from not dying by not being so morbid. It's a choice. It's a fact. And yes, some people are going to be born with bigger bones, bigger different structures and things. And it's going to be harder genetically for some people to lose fat in the other way. But being morbidly obese is a choice. And the choices are you continue down that road or you go, all right, I need to be healthier. I need to be fitter. I need to be, you know, not bed bound for from when I'm 40 years old until I die when I'm 90, if you get that old, which you probably won't be morbidly obese. Your quality of life drops dramatically. You look for elevators. You look for escalators. 
when you can just go up the side of, you know, go up the stairs. You know, imagine going away on holiday to a really nice picturesque place and not being able to go and walk and hike, seeing all the fantastic things. Going to the Grand Canyon, for example, I managed to do that last, not last year, now 2021, two years ago. And it was, you know, I loved it. It was brilliant. But if I couldn't walk, I would get the same thing. It's not suitable for... Um, Mobility school is no sort of thing because it's just not terrain. It's, you know, it's untouched. It's a natural thing. So not only do you risk dying from COVID-19 massively, you risk of creating, having these diseases and your quality of life dropping and not enjoying, you know, things like the Grand Canyon and other things around. So the promotion of being morbidly obese from all those factors is wrong. It comes from a good place. But it just means that it's, it's wrong, okay? So the glorification of being obese is wrong. The message they give of loving yourself no matter what you look like is correct. Now, people might say that because of the industry I'm, I'm in. Now, and say, oh, you have to be thin to be healthy. Let's counter that. Would you say somebody who struggles with anorexia is healthy? Because I sure wouldn't. They're not healthy. It's a disease again. It's a disease. It's a position where they're not able to control... Uh, it's a mental disease. They're not able to control themselves and they need to be sorted out. They need to help to get back on a healthy, healthy perspective. It's not about thinness. It's about health. Some people can be in a really good healthy position and look thinner than normal. Be lean. And you can kind of tell bulimia anorexia from different telltale signs and you know i'm not you can google those i'm not going to go through them to be fair but you can from a trained eye because it's part of safeguarding individuals that you have to undergo as, as, as a coach and stuff that you can see healthy habits unhealthy habits around food and that's the important thing if we go back to you know glorification of, of obesity quickly is this the, the person who I was particularly speaking about, and this is another thing before, she then got slated afterwards by all her supporters because she wanted to do a juice cleanse, which is horrifically unhealthy, again, because um, she wanted to feel really good, and because they said about her skin outbreaks of crap. That's the quality of food issue, not the fact that you're, a, well, kind of obese, but if you're eating uh, fried chicken... Uh, fried foods, you know, takeaway burgers all the time, all these fatty foods um, and foods with a very nutritional value, meaning um, high calorie, low low nutrition, so you're not eating vegetables and fruits and those sort of things, then you're going to get skin problems. Because it's very hard, it's actually, it's hard to get morbidly obese eating whole foods. I'm not saying clean eating, because clean eating is... It's a bit if you want, but if you're eating, all your food comes from lentils, from from legumes, your beans, your potatoes, in moderation of course, rice, uh, your lean meats, if you want to eat meat, uh, dairy, that sort of stuff, and you're eating whole food, you're making your food together. It's much harder to get to a point. It's much slower as well to get to a a point of being morbidly obese. Right, and I'm not trying to 
And if so, if you think that I'm picking on you, if that's if that's what you are, if you are an obese person, um, and you think these people care, not care, you think these people are your idols, and what they're doing is really good. Think about it in this way. They're correct. Like I said earlier, you should always love who you are. You should never think, look at yourself in the mirror and go, oh, I fucking hate myself. I want to end it because that's that's bad. Okay. The mental state of those things is bad. You want to look at yourself in the mirror and go, I am who I am. Some things about me I'd like to change. But I love who I am because I am who I am. I'm the person who can go make these changes and I can be healthier. And I can be happier because I'm healthier. I can have better, less out of breath. I can feel more energetic. I can feel more lively. If I change my diet to whatever it needs to be, right? It doesn't have to be um, this, 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 I guess it's almost you, it's like, it's against them kind of concept, isn't it? Is if I'm thin, then I must be, be blamed for people being fat and everybody's in their own position of um, where they are in their life. So, Everybody's ready to change right now. Maybe the first thing to somebody to change needs to be, okay, I want to change something out, so I want to go for a walk. Maybe it needs to be, okay, I want to change who I am, so I'm going to stop eating fast food. I'm going to try and make all my food at home. It's the first step. Every step's different. And we're not trying to just say you're unhealthy unless you're thin, because I've just said anorexic people are the thinnest people in the world, but they're not healthy. It's not a healthy state to be in. You can be overweight and be pretty healthy, be active go for go for a five minute walk ten minute walk walk up down the stairs once or twice get out of breath a little bit have a rest do it again it's simple stuff but when you justify being overweight by blaming people and saying i don't have to look like them it's it's the media portraying as um that's not real, real life then that's i'm sorry but it is kind of real life people can be thin people can be Athletic people can be curvy, people can do whatever they want to kind of choose to be within some description because you only have your body and how your body wants to do bits and bobs. For example, um, your ethnicity of uh, so if you're you know, if you're white British or if you're um, as a so China people from China, um, and Asian cultures, um, actually, that's what term cultures. But their bone structures can be different. So they how they squat. You watch the Olympics. You watch the weightlifters in the Olympics. Their hips are set in a certain way that allows their body to be more optimally uh, aligned to Olympic weightlifting. That's just what it is. Which means their body is going to be a certain way because that's just how it's made. And my body is different because of what I am. And different cultures and different... Um, ethnicities have different um, body compositions, different, different anthropometry, and different um, bone structures and things. And we just have to, whatever you want to do is that. A quick example is, some women have wide hip, well, childbearing hips. Some don't. Can't change that. It's what it is. No one really cares. I think that's the important thing is, no one cares. Whether you're super fat, no one cares. Whether you're super thin, no one cares. In basis of attraction, people will be attracted to one or the other one. 
of physical attraction in terms of obviously dating and that sort of stuff, that's fine. People can be what they want to be. And that's okay. You can be what you want to be. And that's okay. But there's no there's no ideal. Because I don't really see anyone being an ideal body weight or body shape. It's just like, oh, this person, this person. And I think that if you can... I truly believe, shall we say, that if you're struggling with something, you need to find help. If you are struggling with your body image because you look at all these pictures of these of these um i'm gonna say these thin people that's not what i mean these uh people with say you imagine you are an obese person you want to be really thin you want to be this and the other then um there's an issue with there with your image of who you are particularly if you say oh i hate me i hate this i hate that don't hate it so oh, okay i'd like to change these and then think about the process of how to change. There's simple steps to take. You can make a list. List number one could be, love who I am. Number one, because that's the important thing. And number two is, how do I change? What do I want to do? And then list of how to change. How can I make simple and achievable um, changes in my life to get towards my goals? And the goals... So if you have smart goals, okay, specific, measurable, attainable, that's the important part, uh, realistic and timely goals. All right, basically, you pick a goal, not just a generalized goals, I want to lose 10 pounds, okay, a goal. So it could be, I want to be in a better position, only five pounds in the next 10 weeks, all right? Because that's a, that's a specific goal. It's a measurable goal because using pounds. It's attainable because it's not a pound a week. You're looking at 10 pounds, 10 weeks, and five, five pounds, 10 weeks. Okay. It's realistic because, again, if I said 20 pounds in 10 weeks, that's not, it's realistic to a certain point, but it depends who you are. Um, obviously, and then timely. Is the time frame good enough? Make us some smart goals down the side of a list, and then you can go, right, how am I going to get towards that and make a plan? Plan number one might just be hire a coach because the coaches are really good. People like myself, people like Jordan, people like Wendy from the last podcast, uh, Gal Tapps with Fitz Maverick can get you to those p- points um, and help you understand the concepts and help you understand the processes and be there to support you as you took the journey. Right? It's not just a guessing game, it's as a coach, my job is and our jobs are to take the guesswork out of everything. Is you just have to do as you are told and you will get to your goal. And you're there for we're there for the full support as well. Alright? So in I guess in, in summary, uh ignore dark culture, it's a lot of it's a lot of crap. That's uh, so my summary of the last half an hour. How long have we been in here? Thirty five minutes almost. Um, the diet culture, um, it, just just ignore it. To be honest, it's a it, it's a terminology of people put into put into place of uh, looking for people to blame. I think the blame culture is probably best for what it's known as. That why am I stronger because you're not lifting weights? I'm lifting weights, but you're not lifting the right way. How to do that? Fight, educate yourself, and that's the thing. 
I feel really bad for people. And I've had people come to me because they really struggled. They've been with other coaches. They've been with, they've tried everything. They think they've tried everything in their power. What they haven't tried is being consistent for a long period of time and having patience. Okay? Real simple stuff. You want to lose five pounds, you do, you know, you've been in, you know, say you keto, you keto for four weeks, you lose two pounds, oh, it's not fucking working, I'm going to quit. You lost two pounds, of course it's fucking working, you're down some weight. In eight weeks, you're probably looking at something similar. Maybe maybe in eight weeks, you lost six pounds, you don't know. And you'll never know until you stick to something for a year, two years, three years. And that's how a coach will help. Uh... Don't look at other people for, um, I think inspiration. Inspiration is obviously from other people. You want to get that, from motivation and things. Don't look at other people and say, oh, how you are is perfect, how you are. It's, no, you be what you want to be. Don't look at other people and say, I want to be like you. Um, but then don't, don't think to get to that point. I think the diet culture, like the definition, almost demonizes you if you decide you want to lose weight. Or be healthier, or be stronger, or be leaner, or whatever it's going to be. Because you shouldn't give a crap what people look like. I care about all my clients. I have clients who are uh, who need to lose weight for health reasons, and that's their primary goal is to live longer, and be healthier, and do more stuff. Not because they want to look like I don't know many. I don't follow many celebrities nowadays, or you know, be like a celebrity or whatever, but. They want to be healthier, which is smart. And if someone says, oh, this is that diet culture, you don't, you know, be healthy at this weight, I guarantee you they're not fucking healthy. And anyone who says that, oh, I'm healthy as you, or I even though I'm, you know, morbidly obese, you know, carrying it to 100 pounds, 150 pounds extra, guarantee they're not. You get into a pair of stairs to be out of breath. That's not healthy. That's healthy at all. I used to work with someone like that. That's not healthy. I used to ask, I wanted to say to that person, look, this isn't good for you, but it's not my place to necessarily say, and I'll never go out my way to say, look, you're obese, let's do some work, is I'll put all this content out you guys, for you guys to hear, and when people are ready to take that first step, that's when I get contact, that's when they'll contact somebody else, that's when you go, okay, I'm ready, let's go, rather than just being, oh, this person said to me here, how dare you, because defen- people will get defensive, people get defensive if you say to them, oh, you're fat, this and you're the you shouldn't ever say that to someone anyway, because, you know, I mean, I grew up in a in time where, in time, when I was a youngster, is um, normally got offended by things. So people get offended by things all, all the time, and, you know, that, that's an issue to some degree, but also it's people's right to be what they want. But they shouldn't. You don't necessarily need to go and tell them if they're overweight, because they probably know. Probably know deep down, actually, I, I, I'm not good. And when they're ready to change, they need to change. But I think one most one of the things people are most scared of is to think when they change their lifestyle, the change. So if they want to lose weight, they're going to change who they are, and they can be exactly who they are just with smarter choices. So you can still eat cake, cake and pizza and all those nice foods you might want to have. You just limit those factors, and even alcohol. Um, you limit alcohol intake. And my mother-in-law. Um, she said, to well. Uh, Basically, I've got through this neck bar. She used to drink, you drink every single night. So a glass, a glass of wine every night. Now she does that on a Saturday and Sunday. So automatically, she's taken out five glasses of wine in a week. And that, you know, she dropped a little weight doing that. And that's okay. She's 
aim to get healthier and then the fat loss comes as a result. I think that's what people really struggle with. And again, I'm going to say blame, but look at people... Um, it's to blame, like I could say. Um, it's, I can't be that way, so they shouldn't be the, how they are. It shouldn't be media portraying this healthiness. I look at these overweight people, that's more like me. I'm happy, they're good, oh, blah, blah, blah. Guarantee you, if I said, right, you could be, you know... Hundred pounds, uh, two hundred pounds leaner right now. Look exactly how you want to look. A click of a finger, people are like, oh yeah, I fucking take that. Which means they're not hundred percent happy how they are because they know they have underlying issues. They have, um, you know, it, the the effect on joints is massively increased, and people need false knees earlier and false hips because of the the massive weight load on them. Um, consistent weight load on their joints is wearing out their joints way too early. And doctors won't necessarily put a false knee in or a new knee or new hip while someone's heavier. Two reasons, really, is one, the risk of them going under anaesthetic, going to sleep and waking up is massively increased based upon their weight. And also, that joint will be worn out. They'll need a new one in five years rather than the 20 years it's supposed to last because of the weight. So lots of factors going in that, guys. Um, I've rambled on now for a little bit. <sighs> I guess the biggest takeaway is um, not to let anybody say you can't be what you want. That, I think that's in a nutshell, yeah. I mean, glorification of obesity is, is horrific because it promotes ill health. Um, and I'll get some backlash from that, but I don't really care because you could any doctor, any fucking doctor or any physician, they'll say exactly the same stuff. Um, what I've said, maybe even more depth in depth, you know. Um, but if you, you know, if you're actually generally happy and you feel like you're in good nick and stuff, and you know you're overweight, that's okay. You know, if you aspire to be, I need the body weight to shape this person, otherwise I'm not good enough. You're good enough exactly how you are. But um, you need to be healthy. Eat healthy food. And not build the time. Not banning donuts. I'm saying eat healthy food, you know, eat the correct amount of calories for you to feel good, have be energised, um, and that's it. Now, I said actually earlier, I'll, I'll go back to this real quick uh, before I let you guys run away, is the is the celebrity person that who's impressed me quite a bit was um, Melissa McCarthy. Okay, I don't know who she is. She's she's Mike and Molly, um, a sitcom on, on the TV. Uh, she's in a few movies as well. She's really funny. Um, and a few years ago, she said, oh, I'm not going to lose weight. I don't want to lose weight. But obviously, she changed her mind. And I don't know about too much about this, but she looks, she looks really good, way better than she did beforehand. She she looks healthier. Her face looks healthier. She looks brighter uh, now. I don't know how much weight she's lost, um, but I think she didn't She didn't go, I want to lose weight. She said, like, I want to be healthier. And that's it. So I named her just because... As celebrities go, she's brilliant, right? She's not looking for the, I'm going to say, echo again, the ideal. She's looking for her. She's want to, I want to be healthier. I want to be, you know, in a better shape than I am so I can do more stuff, so I can be happier, not be so tired and lethargic all the time. And, and they'll do that, all right? So that's me done. Um, hope you enjoy this episode uh, to um, episode number 11. Episode number 12 next week. I don't know what we're going to do it about yet. I'll decide in a couple of days. Uh, it's a bit of a weird episode for me to kind of do. 
I didn't plan this one as much as I normally would because I kind of wanted to do off the top of my head um, because it's fun sometimes just to do that. Yeah. So take care. As always, I'll see you from the side. Uh, stay safe um, and love you all. So that's it for episode 11 of the Strong Fit Long podcast. Please tune in for next week for episode 12. Um, I hope you enjoyed this and got some good takeaways. I felt it was a good discussion. Any comments about the episode, please leave them in the, in the comment section. Um, please leave me five stars because I think I deserve it. I love I love to help you guys out and a five-star review would obviously help me out to get to help more people more often. Um, bid you guys soon. Peace.